That's right, my friends. You are back again. Welcome back to another episode of On the Mic with Mike. I am your podcast host, Instructor Mike. From controversial issues that affect us in the criminal justice system to controversial issues that affect us across the nation, both locally and otherwise. I am that controversial person that's going to go there and talk about those issues. You're always going to learn something when you're listening to this podcast, so grab your pens and your paper. You can go on ahead and follow me on Facebook at Mike Brown or on Instructor Mike. You can also go to my YouTube page instructor mike as well and you can subscribe to this podcast we would greatly appreciate it here is another issue that we are going to talk about on on the mic with mike all right what's going on thank you all for watching on the mic with mike i am your podcast host Instructor Mike, I am also live on Facebook. If you're interested in following me on Facebook, go to Facebook.com and just look up Instructor Mike. You can also look up Mike Brown uh, as well. Look up the business security training concepts. We offer uh, great security training and concealed carry training in Illinois. And that's what today's podcast and this live is actually (laughs) going to be about. Now, my podcast listeners, you're going to hear me interact with my Facebook live followers and things like that. Uh, we're going to talk about that dumb sum. We're going to talk about that as well in terms of that chicken Florida is going to get paid. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. So let's go on ahead and let me put up this, uh, FOI card, um, uh, legislation over here. So you're going to see me break eye contact for a minute, um, to be able to look at this. Let me see, let me actually put it on this screen right here to be better. So that will have to break too much eye contact. Uh, hope you all enjoying your Memorial Day. Take a moment to have a moment of silence for those in the military uh, who uh, lost their lives. Sometimes pe- people get Veterans Day, Memorial Day, and they get what's the <laughs> Christ? What's the other holiday? Veterans Day and Memorial Day mixed up. And arm, I think Armed Forces Day. Armed Forces Day are is for those who are currently still in the military. Veterans Day is for veterans who were in the military and even consider some that are still in but veterans who were in the military who served and got out things like that and then memorial day is not for those who are among the land of the living it is to remember those who have lost uh in support of the cost of freedom whether you agree with the war effort or not whether you are entitled to your own subjective opinions but freedom isn't free and we have the freedom that we do have because somebody gave their life to be able to give this to us. So, you know, it, it is what it is. Hell, your mom, your mama died in some way, shape, form or fashion, even though she might be alive. Uh, but, you know, uh, people die so that others can live. So uh, take a moment of silence and then just remember those, you know, who lost their lives in the, in the various wars that our country has gone through. OK, and has uh, be it st- started or found ourselves in whatever the case may be. All right, so let's get to it. Let's go to the state of Florida. We're going to talk about Florida first before we go to uh, or come back home to the state of Illinois. So this is on the website, thecollegefix.com, thecollegefix.com. What's going on? Uh, Thecollegefix.com, this story was by Greg Piper, associate editor, uh, May 24, 2019. And I'm going to read the story verbatim so that way we can get uh, some... um, you know, some, some, a synopsis of what's going on. 
Uh, and then we're going to talk about some of the things. This is something that's very important. Those of you who have followed me on uh, in my podcast, uh, you've you've seen the new uh, installment of uh, On the Mic with Mike, where we've talked about what would Mike do in WWMD. Well, this is clearly something that is definitely worth talking about. OK, so I'm going to read. All right. Florida's first coast technical college has a low view of the United States and state constitutions, according to a federal lawsuit by a student who says she's been suspended indefinitely. Diamond, and it's spelled D-I-A, apostrophe M-O-N, in case you're looking her up on Facebook, Dallas. I think the Diamond, I'll tell you what the Facebook name is shortly. But Diamond Dallas is uh, suing the Florida College for violating her First and Fourteenth Amendment rights. Pause. For those of you all who don't understand what the First and Fourteenth Amendment, first has a lot to do with free speech and the variations thereof, and the Fourteenth Amendment has a lot to do with due process, okay, that no person can be uh, in. Things cannot be taken away from person without due process of law. That's the general synopsis of the applicability of the 14th Amendment as it relates to this individual case. And I read uh, Diamond Dallas is suing the Florida College for violating her first and 14th Amendment rights and retaliating against her in violation of the Florida Constitution. The Jacksonville Daily Record reports the college, which is a part of the St. John's County School District, suspended Dallas after another student reported, I say again, another student reported uh, a Facebook photo of her and her fiance holding legally purchased and lawfully possessed firearms at a gun range in Palatka, okay, according to the lawsuit. Two days after the photograph was posted, Dallas was confronted by the college's St. Augustine campus by the assistant principal and informed that she was being suspended indefinitely for appearing in a picture holding a firearm. And during the suspension meeting, the principal, Donna Gary Donovan, said that the posted picture, Dallas, or that in the posted picture, Dallas had a mean look on her face and was possessing illegal guns and stated that, quote, the things you do in the dark uh, come into the light, end quote, according to the complaint. And they just happen to mention what's going on, Elizabeth. They just happen to mention that Gary Donovan is white. Now, let's take a pause for a minute here. Anytime somebody tends to bring in the race of the two parties involved, I automatically begin to question the motives of the writer because uh, according to the complaint, they're already alleging racism in this. So let's go ahead and talk about it. Continue. Uh, the photo constitutes, quote, purely off-campus Facebook communication with friends, end quote, and has no connection to school-related activity and could not interrupt the school environment, according to the suit, meaning the college's sanction on Dallas is retaliation. She's demanding a judgment against the school and damages to be determined at trial, as well as a corrective statement to be placed in the student file or in her student file, indicating that she was unconstitutionally unconstitutionally disciplined, that her rights were violated, the record reports. Dallas's lawyer, Cord Bird, is a Republican state representative. He told the Jacksonville area news station, Action News Jax, that the Constitution protects activities and that uh, strike that activities that other people might find uncomfortable or unpopular such as the lawful use of firearms okay now the name on facebook is diamond that's d-i-a apostrophe m-o-n dallas commonly spelled royster r-o-y-s-t-e-r and this is on facebook uh, and you have the picture that's on there. And I'll show you the picture shortly. Okay. If you haven't already seen it, go to my website and you can look at the uh, picture that I posted. We've got the half link and the full length picture. Okay. 
Uh, I'm going to read. Dallas and her fiance, Anthony Royster, whom she refers to as husband on Facebook, were at a shooting range with Royster's cousin, a veteran, who was instructing them in using guns, Dallas told the station. They posed for a photo where Dallas was aiming the gun at the camera and Royster held a gun at his side. Royster said he posted the photo to Facebook with the caption, quote, she's my bunny and I'm her Clyde. I want you to pay attention to that. She's my bunny and I'm her Clyde. Okay. Now he continues. What I mean is like we're together forever, said Royster. And I feel like the main thing that we were getting stereotyped because of the color of our skin. Now he appears to have hidden the photo, which is not among his pay, uh, public Facebook photos. When Action Jack's news has, uh, they were able to retain a copy. Okay, an administrator was so panicked by the photo that she would not let Dallas return to the classroom, where she bought a slow cooker for a party. And this was according to a comment on a reporter's tweets on the story's claims Dallas is wearing the school's uniform in the uniform, making her identifiable as a Florida, uh, the the college student for the given college. Dallas has a young daughter with Royster and says she can't work while raising her unless she has a college education. She was getting A's in her classes. According to her, all I wanted to do was be able to provide for my family, and now I can't, she told the news station. The college told the ta- uh, state, strike that, the college told the station it couldn't comment on pending litigation. Okay, and that's the end of the article. So let's talk about it. First of all, I want you to understand and people fail to realize that one freedom isn't free. You are in you can do almost whatever you want to do, except there are certain consequences for certain things. Those of you all who have not visited my Facebook page, you can visit my Facebook page, uh, Instructor Mike or, or Mike Brown, and you can see the photo. So for those of you all who are watching who actually did or those of you all who are listening who actually did, I want you to understand that in this photo, I'm going to try to do, you know, some some, you know, t- attempted to try to describe it. Uh, she's in a kneeling position uh, on her feet wearing flip flops and she's wearing a nurse's smock. Anybody who's worked in the healthcare field, anybody who's ever been to a hospital can clearly identify these as a nurse's smock. Okay, you've got the tag of the of the smocks or the uh, scrubs maker on the left arm by the uh, actual uh, bicep and tricep. Uh, It's colored in black and blue and she's holding a firearm in her hand. Uh, Good thing she's not touching the trigger, even though her grip is improper. But the gun is being pointed at the camera. We don't know if the camera is manned. We don't know if it's on a uh, 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 some kind of platform or something like that. But we can almost assume, almost assume, almost assume that because this um, photograph was not something that was planned, somebody was probably holding it. Okay, and because somebody was probably holding it, uh, we can assume that you know the gun was being pointed directly at them. Now, he. Mr. Royster is standing above her. She is in a kneeled position on her feet, being supported by her feet, and he is standing, and in his right hand is not just a gun like they described. This is a AK-47 or a variant. It doesn't have the uh, doesn't have the shoulder stock, doesn't have a pistol brace. It could be argued that this is a Draco version of the AK-47. Okay, and in his left hand is a stack of uh, what we could see is cash. We don't know the denominations, things like that, but it's cash in his left hand right by the back of her head. Okay. And in the photo, yeah, they both are black, 
But that is not what stuck out to me because I'm black. That, that's not what stuck out to me. What stuck out to me wasn't even the guns. Yes, in that state, as well as in the state of Illinois, in certain, in most places, it is legal for you to own an AK-47 pistol. In the, state of, in the state of Florida, it is legal for you to own a, a pistol, such as the young lady has in that photo. And even though they're supposed to be at a gun range, which there are outdoor gun ranges in the state of Florida, there are outdoor gun ranges in the state of Illinois, there are indoor gun ranges, you know. Uh, is it legal for her to own such a firearm? Yes, it is legal for her to own such a firearm. Is she improperly holding the firearm? Absolutely, she is improperly holding that firearm. She doesn't have her finger on the trigger. Thank God she's not properly pointing it in the right direction, which is wrong, uh, illegal, uh, depends on the circumstance, the context. But the problem is, one, the cash. That, that, that's one, okay? Now, each of those things, let me, let me remind you, each of those things in and of themselves are not illegal. They are not illegal. But on the whole, the totality of the circumstances, the individual things when put all together does not make for a, a good picture of how a person in her uh, uh, desired profession because she hasn't graduated from the nursing profession yet or from that college to get into the nursing profession yet. So, uh, you know, it just doesn't look good. The optics doesn't look good. I want you to understand that uh, the Florida uh, First Coast Technical College, they have standards. They have standards. And this is what some people don't pay attention to when they sign the dotted line, when they attempt to enroll in these uh, places of uh, education, whatever. How, come on now. How many of you actually read the contract for the things that you're signing? Very few people do. Some people just, most people, in fact, just assume that. Okay, if it goes to arbitrate, if, if there's a legal issue, it goes to arbitration. If there's a situation, maybe I could sue. If it's this and this, you're going to promise me this. I'm going to get that. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Let me go on ahead and sign. And then I go on ahead and get the service that you're going to give to me. Because at the end of the day, I'm not going to read all this stuff. None of this stuff is going to apply to me. And I'm going to go on ahead and just get what I need, right? Very few people actually stop and read the contract in its entirety. And if people do read the contract in its entirety, I can argue that it, a great percentage of them may not understand the implications of what is implied in that contract. Let's talk facts. If you're offended by this, then it just doesn't apply to you. But most people do not read, all right? That having been said, let's look at uh, First Coast Technical College's uh, student handbook. Uh, headed up here for a minute. Give me a minute. Mm -hmm. And if you want to call in to talk about it, I'd be more than happy uh, to talk to you about it. The number is 773-571-5602. 773-571-5602. Now, those of you on the podcast, you're not going to be able to call in, but hopefully you'll be able to hear the persons who are listening or watching this uh, Facebook Live. And if they want to call in and talk about it, uh, that would be something that uh, I would be glad to entertain conversation about that. But uh, some people just don't understand that, you know, we talk about profiling in my uh, security training class. We talk about this rather often. And so you get a lot of, well, Mike, that's not right. We should be able to do X, Y, Z. We should be able to walk around without being judged uh, because of the color of our skin. Now, that I do agree with wholeheartedly. You'll never get me to argue anything uh, opposite of that. But 
you do get some people that say that, well, uh, I should be able to walk around and not be judged because of the choice of the clothing that I wear, because of my hairstyle. Well, newsflash, walk into a library and try to pick a book. What's going to entice you to pick that book? One, if you don't know the author, it is the cover of the book. Go to a newspaper stand and look at the periodicals or look at the uh, the magazines. What gives you a stimulus that tells you, hey, I am this thing that you should read. It's the cover. That having been said, what we wear is the cover of how we want people to perceive us, how we want people to treat us, how we want people to interact with us. And that's what some people just fail to realize. Let's go to the first technical uh, first coast technical colleges uh, student handbook, because I'm going to uh, assure you or I'm willing to bet that uh, when this suit goes to court, if it even makes it that far, when this suit goes to court, I am almost going to assure you that her her information is going to be looked at. Did she sign any agreements for financial aid? Did she register for courses? Was she told about the student handbook? Never mind whether she read it. Was she at least told about the student handbook? And if she was told about the student handbook, did she read it? All right. So for the podcast listeners, we're going to go ahead and take a commercial break and we will be right back after this brief commercial break. Don't go anywhere. Come on back with On the Mic with Mike. All right. Welcome back to On the Mic with Mike. So again, we're talking about the situation out of uh, Florida with Diamond Dallas suing the First Coast Technical College, First Coast Technical College, about her being suspended from her school indefinitely because of a Facebook photo that she posted up. So you can go to uh, fctc.edu, which is First Coast Technical College out of Florida, uh, forward slash students, forward slash handbook. And you see the student handbook of 2019. Uh, we could assume that this is a 20 2018 violation or maybe it was a 2019 violation but when you look at uh the uh, page 41 had a chance to look at it earlier when you look at page 41 which is the standards of or standards of behavior uh let's kind of rush to it what's going on you all on facebook watching hope you all are having a good memorial day um let's get to it we're going to talk about the illinois fix the foy card act in a minute you said hopefully the school will give her another chance I see so. I see so. And Bonnie Chambers, you said this is just getting out of hand. For those of you all listening on the podcast, on the mic with Mike, I'm interacting with my uh, Facebook followers and uh, subscribers. So if you want to go to Facebook.com, just look up Mike Brown. There are plenty of Mike Browns on Facebook. So just look for the black guy with the firearms instructor vest. Go on ahead and follow my page. You said, how do you spell her first name? Her first name is Diamond Dallas, D-I-A apostrophe M-O-N. Dallas, common spelling, okay, Dallas, and I think she might go by Diamond Dallas Royster. What's going on, your boy T Smooth? How are you, sir? All right, so let's get to it. She was suspended indefinitely from Florida First uh, Coast Technical College for her posting, you said repeat the number, uh, 773-571-5602, 773-571-5602. If you are interested in talking about this given situation, by all means, give us a call. Give us a call and we can definitely talk about this. 773-571-5602. I want to hear your comments. There we go. What's going on, Tamara? Mark Biz Williams, what's going on? All right. If you're interested in this, by all means, like I said, give us a call. It looks as though, oh, that's an old call. Okay. So uh, let's go on ahead and dive right into it. 
Um, okay, so we're on page 41. What's going on, Jay Flo- uh, Foy? How you doing? Uh, Fola, I said the last name wrong. Students' code of conduct. Students are expected to conduct themselves in a professional adult manner. All staff are responsible for the conduct of any student on campus. When a student's conduct seriously affects the college's operation or property in a negative way, the student will be disciplined according to FCTC regulations up to and including dismissal from the college and or payment for the damaged property. According to the standards of conduct, the primary goal of Florida's first Coast Technical College is to provide an educational opportunity for all students. In order for this to be accomplished, it is necessary that the school environment be free from disruptions that interfere with the students' right to learn and the teacher's responsibility to teach. In order to maintain, strike that, in order to maintain order in the school, rules are established for the good of all. Instructors will provide individual program rules, okay? So it also have to depend on the individual program rules for her given uh, program that she's in. And according to what we believe this to be, according to what's being reported, she's a nursing student. Students are expected to comply with legal and ethical standards of the college, academic dishonestly, dishonesty and or non-academic misconduct. I say again, non-academic misconduct will result in disciplinary action. Specific instances of misconduct include but are not limited to. Your standard cheating, plagiarism, knowingly furnishing false information to the institution and foregoing or altering institutional documents and or academic credentials. The university or the institution reserves the right to withdraw a student at any time for misconduct as described above. It is also it also reserves the right to impose probation or suspension on a student whose conduct is determined to be unsatisfactory. Students who feel their rights have been denied are entitled to due process. Okay. Now, in looking at this given situation, I know some of you all are already on Facebook. You've probably already gone to her page and seen the photo. If you've done that, throw some thumbs up. Okay, you've probably already seen the photo. Um, I want you to understand that, like I said before, in and of themselves, each individual thing on the photo does not necessarily, in and of itself, constitute misconduct. But the totality of the entire picture does imply certain things and we can't be slow from that they do imply certain things so if you look at the picture you got the her her fiance with the draco ak-47 pistol with cash in his left hand you have her in a kneeled position supported by her feet okay in what can be assumed to be a nurse's smock okay or nurses uh what's going on tamika nurses uh scrubs okay and she's holding a firearm pointing the firearm at the man uh or at the camera be it held by a man or held by a prop or whatever the case may be uh that having been said he made the quote she's my bond she's my bonnie and i'm her clyde okay i want you to understand that the totality of that picture does not support good second amendment right practice if somebody debates me please call in i want to have a healthy conversation 773-571-5602 773-571-5602 let's back it up for a minute first of all she took the picture no one none of us would have known anything about the picture had she not done what posted it to facebook so once you post that picture to facebook you are now putting that picture out there for all who are either followers of yours subscribers of yours friends of yours to see okay we would have never known nor would the person 
with whom you either had to be a friend of or they were following you or watching you, whatever the case may be, okay, they were able to see it and report it, all right? Now, Tariah, Tariah Ali, one of my Facebook followers, she said on Facebook, I personally believe people should keep their personal lives separate from their business on social media. I do agree to an extent, okay? I do agree. That having been said, once she posted that to Facebook, it became public knowledge for everybody who was associated with that page for them to see. Now, let's look at this picture. First of all, having been a firearms instructor for over 10 years and having been a firearms user, okay, safe and effective firearms user under tutelage at 16 years old, okay, and professionally in the military since the age of 18. I have been dealing with firearms since the age of 18, so close to 22 years of dealing with firearms, okay? I have been on various ranges, outdoor, indoor, some that operate automatic, some that operate manual, and it is possible they could have been on a firearms range. And if what is said in this story is true, that they were there under the tutelage of a firearms instructor. Whoa, what's going on here? Okay, the instruction is not what I'm questioning. It's the supervision that I'm questioning. I'm looking at someone in a pose that does not. What's going on, Tiger Lily? I'm looking at someone who does not exhibit good firearms handling. Okay, I'm looking at someone who probably meant well. Let's give her the benefit of the doubt. Probably meant well. But I'm looking at someone who is not holding the firearm the right way. Okay? Also, someone, someone please tell me what good use does it do to have cash in the picture? I'm waiting for somebody to tell me this. Okay? Have cash in the picture. Uh, Also, Bonnie and Clyde are known for what? Bank robberies during the Prohibition era, okay? So if you look at the caption of the photo, right? If you look at the guns in the photo, if you look at the nurse's scrubs in the photo, and the fact that it was brought to the school by someone who saw it on the outside, I can see from this assistant principal's perspective. I want you to understand this. We are free to do what we want, but it does not come without consequence. Laws are there. You can break them. There are consequences, right? Standards are there. You can break them. There are consequences, okay? Now, what's going on, Rob? We're doing a brief recap. For those of you who have just joined in, we're talking about the state of Florida. Florida, uh, Florida's First Coast Technical College uh, dismissing or not dismissing, but suspending Diamond Dallas in the state of Florida for uh, showing herself with a firearm in what can be assumed to be. And if if uh, it is the case, it's not going to look better for her if that is her school's uniform. I mean, you can look at I'm looking at the photo 
And as I blow the photo up, I wouldn't be surprised if the reason why she's holding the firearm improperly, right, improperly, is because her hand or her wrist is covering up the logo of probably what's stitched onto the top portion of those scrubs, right? So if that logo was displayed, it definitely shows, wait a minute now, we at the First Coast Technical College, while we do support Second Amendment rights, we do not condone such activity as a part of this specific program. Still waiting on somebody to debate me here. This specific program, we don't support that, okay? Um, there, there is a Supreme Court case. You said the link to the photo. Uh, you can go to www.thecollegefix.com forward slash college suspends young mother for when you begin to type that out. It should it should pop up. I'll put the link to the photo or if somebody wants to put the link to the photo, by all means, please do so. You can also back out of this. Uh, yes, the school suspended her indefinitely for, yes, unprofessional conduct. OK, I want you to understand that it, it, this this becomes a topic that is actually uh i'm tired of talking about okay you said uh let's be real Tariah ali one of my facebook followers says let's be real i wouldn't have contacted the school i would have messaged the woman and told her to take that mess down yeah Tariah, that would have been nice if she would have actually listened but how many people actually do listen to sound advice not too many people do now Tariah, you say you're your sister's keeper yes i'm my brother's keeper too but you can't keep somebody who doesn't want to be kept you can't help somebody who doesn't want to be helped. 773-571-5602. Come on ahead and call. What's going on, Gary Grayer? What's going on, buddy? Uh, Gary Grayer doing great work out there in the town that he works in. What's going on, sir? All right. Again, for those of you all who are just following uh, or just coming in on this, we are talking about the First Coast Technical College uh, suspending indefinitely Diamond Dallas uh, for her appearing in a Facebook photo with her and her fiance holding legally purchased and lawfully possessed firearms at a gun range in Palatka. Okay. Uh, for those of you all who, who have a chance, go on ahead and go to the Jacksonville Daily Record or you can go to thecollegefix.com and just type in college suspends uh, the young mother for posing with a gun at a gun range and she's suing. And I think that the title does not do the situation true justice because if we look at the title, college suspends young mother for posing with gun at a gun range, the title in and of itself is like, okay, now it's an attack on our second amendment rights. But when you look at the photo and its implications and notice that this photo is only cut out and only shows her, it doesn't show the full photo. Okay. Now, Rob Scheidel of, uh, hope I said your name. Don't get mad at me if I butched your name. School contracts upon acceptance states that you could be held accountable for social media posts. She didn't read it, it sounds. Absolutely. Every institution you go to, be it public or private, has standards of behavior for your on-campus, on-school activities and actions and your off-campus activities and actions every place has that why because when you are associated with that college when you are associated with this bar association when you are associated with this professional association you are bound to the rules and ethics of that given association of that given college of that given shot you said shido i'm sorry shido i'd have messed it up <laughs> but you are bound 
to the societal norms or the association norms in that given uh, place. And if you refuse to abide by them, you are going to be subject to whatever punishment they feel is necessary given what you have, uh, what you have done. And I'm still waiting on somebody either, either Memorial Day is truly Memorial Day or no one has anything to say. And that's possible, too. That is very possible. Okay, after all, it's Memorial Day. People are filled with fat barbecue, fun, family, and hopefully no domestics. <laughs> oh, God. Hopefully no domestics. Okay. Uh, but what do you think about this? You know, she's alleging race. And it's, it's sad. It really is sad. When you see someone, you're entitled to your opinion, subjective, whatever the case may be. But it's sad to see someone automatically go right to the race card, right to the race card. Say nothing of the actions that they've done. Say nothing of the implications that come behind what you're doing and what you're wearing. I'm thinking about it. The law, the law profession. Okay. I'm going to law school, and when I go to law school, I guarantee you I'm going to have to dress a certain way, right? Once I pass law, graduate from law school and pass the bar, when I go before the court, I have to go before the court wearing a certain attire because that's just, that's the, that's the procedure. You go before the court in a manner that you would want to be seen, in a manner that you would want to be treated. And we live in an entire, I, I don't know how young, how young this girl is. I'm willing to say, and maybe I'm wrong, I'm not, if I am wrong, correct me. But I'm willing to say that she's probably in her 20s, okay? Probably in her 20s. How many people in their 20s have this entitlement attitude? How many people in their 20s have this attitude where they feel that they are entitled to unqualified respect? You hear what I said here? Unqualified respect respect you're gonna respect me because i'm here you're gonna respect me because i exist wait a minute maybe in the law i have a duty of care a duty to act in a manner so as not to violate the space that you have a right to be free to operate in but in order for you to get respect that is something that your presence needs to command in order to in order to give you respect your your presence should command that i respect you in the manner that you want to be treated in and in that i approach you in the manner that you'd want to be treated in or maybe i just ignore you right but some people have this unqualified feeling about respect now julie kalina said just saw the picture it's not appropriate for gun safety, seeing as how you or seeing as you have to assume that someone is standing behind the camera. She's pointing the gun at you. Don't aim a gun at anything that you are not meaning to shoot. You are correct. All right. We're going to go ahead and take a commercial break for those of you all listening to on the mic with Mike. Take a moment. Go to my YouTube page. Instructor Mike. Go to my Facebook page. Mike Brown or Instructor Mike. And we will be right back to continue this and kind of wrap this conversation up so we can go right to the state of Illinois. OK, because I want to talk about this just a little bit more. And then we're going to go to the state of Illinois and talk about the fix the FOIA card legislation act. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, this commercial break has been brought to you today by Native Girls Pearls. Native Girls Pearls. 
a U.S. Army veteran and just a mom who always wanted to instill the value and appreciation of hard work and multiple streams of income into her children. Pearl Girls Parties are an interactive experience where they get to interact with their customers and host Facebook Live parties and reveal people's orders online. At Native Girls Pearls, they have a blast with the games, the prizes and the special guest appearances, the giveaways and the plain fun of it all. It's just like hanging out with their awesome friends and making money while doing so. If you've ever been interested in Pearl Girls Parties or ever been interested in a Pearl Party, go on ahead to Native Girls Pearls. Visit them at their Facebook page, Native Girls Pearls. That's nativegirlspearls.com. Hey, what's going on? We're back with On the Mic with Mike. I'm your host, Instructor Mike. For those of you all that's just coming in, we are talking about the First Coast Technical College out of Florida uh, suspending indefinitely a student, Diamond Dallas, for her appearing in a Facebook photo as reported by another student to the college, appearing in a Facebook photo wearing nurse's scrubs, holding a legally possessed and purchased firearm along with her fiance. Also holding a legally possessed possess firearm, and they believe that uh, the discrimination, if in fact this discrimination is on the basis of race, and they are suing. Never mind the cash, right? Never mind the, the cash. I don't know. I just It's just something. Okay, never mind that. Uh, never mind the implications of what can be implied with the, 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 the term, she's my body and I'm her Clyde. Come on now, you know. Uh, people are free to say what they want. Uh, they're free to do what they want, but you have to look at the implications that comes with the imagery, okay? Um, for those gentlemen that go to strip clubs, if you went to the strip club or gentlemen's club, as it is so, you know, uh, appropriately or appropriately named, if you go to a gentleman's club and you see the persons or the performers or the strippers wearing their street clothes, um... I came into a strip club. You're still fully clothed. What, what's going on here? Or you go into a fire department and you're looking for medical assistance, but it's a bunch of cops there. Hey, I didn't think I was coming to the police station. I thought I was coming to the fire department. What's going on here, right? Or let's just say you go to the police station and you get it by now. Come on, you go into the police station and everybody behind the desk is wearing firefighter gear, like full turnout gear. You would think you were in the wrong place. We wear uniforms and they imply certain things. And when you wear those uniforms, it's an it's, it's a image of the thing that you are associated with. Chicago police officers wear Chicago police uniforms. It associates them with the Chicago Police Department. And as such, they are responsible for their conduct both on duty and off duty. If they engaged in certain conduct off duty wearing that uniform, you can bet your butt they are going to be held accountable. They're going to be held accountable for that. Okay. So, say nothing of the individual choices that you, Miss Dallas, made in choosing. You said you're comparing uh, a waste of time. Okay, I'm going to read this comment. I'm going to read this comment. Um, say nothing of the choice that you made to go to the range in your work attire. I'm not saying it's illegal. You can do that. They are not saying anything about you going to the range. They're not saying anything about you owning a firearm. They're not even to say anything about your legal rights to possess the firearm. That is not what the college is saying. And if that is what they're saying, somebody lead me in the right direction to be able to show me that. That's not what they're saying. 
What they are saying is the combination of the entire picture, the guns, coupled with the, the statement that was made, coupled with the wad of cash in his left hand, does imply association with criminal activity. Come on now. Places have a right to govern the manner in which it's the inferred context. You're right. And anybody with a brain that can look at that objectively. Well, what does this picture do to benefit or to promote the image of the college since you're wearing their scrubs? What if anything does this do to to promote? Now, don't get me wrong. As a firearms instructor who teaches a lot of women, I teach a lot of women, some of them who have been nurses, nurses, practitioners, doctors. I've taught lawyers. I've even taught politicians, not saying any names, <laughs> but I've taught politicians. I've taught laypersons, janitors, other security officers. I am an advocate for, for people protecting themselves. I'm an advocate for that. But... When you wear certain attire, it has with it certain implications of support. Maybe this college is not necessarily a supporter of guns. And they have the right to be that. And we who support guns have a right to either go there or not. But when you choose to go to that college, you are bound by their rules. When you choose to work at this given place of employment, you are bound by their rules. Now, Bolo BX, I'm going to go back to uh, I'm going to go back to your comments because your your comments are starting to. Uh, OK, compared to most pictures posted on Facebook, this is a waste of time for the college to go that far. I can't even tell if she's in school or what medical field she's worked in. You do have a point, but. Given that a student made a report about it, given that it could be factually stated that she is associated with that college. And there are some facts that we don't know. We don't know if those are work scrubs. If there are scrubs that belong to that individual institution and as a condition of her being at that school, they have prohibitions against and I'll give you a perfect point, too. They have prohibitions against wearing your uniform off the clock or out of school. I'll tell you this, for an example. The state of Illinois prohibits security officers from wearing their uniforms off the clock when participating in certain activities. Is it heavily enforced? Probably not. But that is a law. Debate me. Bolo BX 773-571-5602. Give me a call. Give me a call. I want to hear your voice, buddy. I want to hear your voice. What's going on, Don Anthony Rayner? What's going on, sir? Another good firearms instructor. What's going on, Hamza Juma? What's going on? You said that photo doesn't portray self-defense. Absolutely. And that's been my whole argument. It doesn't portray the image of self-defense. Now, those of you all who have followed me, you've seen me post... Uh, pictures of me with guns, pictures of me with students with guns, and we are portraying ourselves in a manner that that promotes positive uh, firearms instruction that the general public of Second Amendment supporters can say, hey, 
that guy and those people are doing it right. Right? So there's no issue. In fact, there'll be, there'll, there'll be questions about, hey, what kind of gun do you have? Hey, what kind of this do you have? Hey, what kind of that do you have? Right? There'll be those kinds of questions. You're responsible for that. Knowing, what's going on, Don? Knowing that, first of all, there is an attack against those who promote the Second Amendment. There is an attack against those who seek to protect themselves. We're going to go into a conversation about that when we talk about Fix the Foy. It hurts those of us in the Second Amendment community, as said by Julie Kalina on Facebook. You're absolutely correct. Bolo BX, as a veteran, I get the uniform issue, but I can't tell if she's in college or what employer she would have worked for. Bolo, I think you're missing the point. It's not for you to get. It's for the college who does get it to address the issue. We aren't judging her per se, right? I can't affect her education, but she made a conscious decision. There's a theory called rational choice theory within the study of criminology. Rational choice theory. When you make a decision to do something, having weighed the, the consequences, or in some cases, having not even taken into consideration the consequences of one actions, one's action, when you make a decision, you knew what you were doing when you got into it. Come on now. If you, you're a veteran of the United States military, there are certain things that you couldn't do in uniform or otherwise you would be punished according to the provisions and the regulations of the Uniform Code of Military Justice. You know that you would. And it's so easy for people to talk about how freedom isn't free. I mean, how freedom is free and I can do whatever I want. Yeah, you can do whatever you want, but you got consequences associated with those actions. You can go inside a lion cage in space. You can both occupy it. What if that lion tears your whole ass off? Well, by God, what, what do you think was going to happen? Okay. So, wrapping that up to say, uh, Diamond Dallas, I do hope that you do get a second chance, third, fourth, whomever, whatever, right? I do know. I do hope that you get a, a, a second or third chance or whatever the case may be at pursuing your college education because this is utterly, utterly, utterly important. It's utterly important. But you're probably in your 20s. And I want you to understand that in your 20s, you are in life college. Man, when I was in my 20s, dude, you couldn't tell me sugar, honey, iced tea. I thought I knew everything. And then, <laughs> just when you think you know everything, you get in your 30s and you feel and you find out just how dumb you really were, right? How you think you're so free and you know, then then you begin to analyze depending upon the type of trouble that you may or may not get in or trouble you see other people getting in. You begin to analyze, well, why is this person getting in trouble? Why am I getting in trouble? What about the choices that I've made? Did I make the right choice? Did I make the wrong choice? You know, and then when you begin to change certain things about you, you begin to see certain the certain ways that you're treated or not even treated. You you know, you you just begin to grow and evolve. Bolo BX on Facebook says, I agree, but that uniform is not recognized by anyone other than the people in that school. Bolo, that's the main point. Other than the people in that school. That's who it matters. So you're saying because it's a school or we can just ignore it? That's not the issue. The issue is it doesn't promote. I'm going to say this as a firearms instructor. 
I'm going to say this as a firearms instructor. If that were my student, I'd give her a new boy. I'd, those of you who have been trained by me already know what I would have done if that was my student as a firearms instructor. I would have it would have been a smoke session. Okay, those of you all who in the military, you know what that is. It would have been all kinds of knife hands, all kind of front back goes. It would have been all kinds of stuff, right? You would have ruled the day you decided to do something like that. Because that imagery does not promote responsible gun ownership. That imagery does not promote the proper use of a firearm. You got three basic safety rules. Assume all firearms are loaded. Point that firearm in a safe direction and keep your finger off of the trigger. You are absolutely right. Uh, I just saw Julie just, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Just uh, posted something about schools still have firm codes of conduct. And state law in uh, uh, Florida expressly prohibits the, 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 the possession of firearms. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the, possess- the possession of firearms on campus. Okay. Bolo BX says, yes, smoke se- se- <laughs> session for sure, but permanent suspension was not called for. Well, we don't know what happened in that meeting that's what's there are several unknowns that have just not been made to the public uh we don't know what that uh uh meeting you know entailed it could have been just a minor suspension until the behavior was corrected okay or it could have been where she argued sometimes when people are confronted with the truth they argue and if you don't have a position to stand on what are you arguing? What are you, what are you arguing? Okay. All right. Let's get off of that. Let's talk about fix the void. Fix the F-O-I-D card act. Okay. So for those of you all who are following, uh, who are not from the state of Illinois, we are talking about the firearms owner's identification card for Illinois residents pursuant to chapter 430 Illinois Compiled Statutes Act 65. This is the Illinois Firearm Owner's Identification Card Act. Now, Cherie Sloan says, but yet uh, Trayvon Martin's killer is free. Two different topics. I'd love to talk about that another time, but not right now, okay? Because I got a whole, I got, a, I got an opinion about that. I'm pretty sure you know, okay? All right, so. Fix the Foyd Act, which is Senate Bill 1966, is the new legislation. And this is according to the Illinois Gun Violence Prevention.com. It's the new gun legislation with the goal of addressing loopholes in the existing gun licensing system. Okay. Two thirds of Illinois voters from across Illinois support the Fix the Foyd Act. Uh, a new poll released by the Illinois Gun Violence Prevention Pact shows broad support from across the state of Illinois and across the political spectrum. Uh, they're pretty much talking about under the current law, individuals seeking to buy a gun must first obtain an Illinois Firearm Owners Identification Card Act from the Department of State Police. Uh, the tragic shooting in the Henry or at the Henry Platt Company in Aurora on February 15, 2019, brought to light the dangerous gaps in the state law that allowed the shooter to have easy access to guns despite a previous felony conviction. And let's talk about that, okay? Uh, for those of you all who are not aware, in Aurora, Illinois, at the Henry Pratt, Pratt Company, uh, I believe the guy's name is Gary Martin. I believe that's his name. 
Okay. But there was a gentleman, Mel Black, who uh, came to work and was going to be terminated at the end of the day. Uh, um, upon his termination, he then you know, had a gun on his person. He shot and killed uh, some workers who were there and shot at five of the police officers who did not lose their life. They didn't lose their life, but they did uh, sustain injuries from that. And uh, it was later learned that his FOID card was revoked. But there was no enforcement efforts to make sure that his uh, FOIA card was uh, in the state police's possession. Uh, he had tried to apply for an Illinois concealed carry license. And it was at that time when uh, they determined that he had an out-of-state felony. Uh, my guess would be that the background check procedure for the FOIA card is not as intense as it is for concealed carry. Uh, for the concealed carry, you have to get, well, you don't have to get fingerprinted, but it's optional that you get fingerprinted. But whether you get fingerprinted or not, you're still going to undergo a uh, federal and state background check. Okay. For the FOIA card, I would imagine that you only go through a state background check. And that's why he was allowed to have the FOID card because he had a felony, but it was not in the state of Illinois. So it, di it did not hit in Leeds. Uh, there was no FBI response because there was no FBI request of any out-of-state uh, criminal uh, background, uh, which is typically the case if you get fingerprinted. Okay, And as Julie Kalina said, this is on the state of Illinois. They failed to do their duty. You are exactly correct. I had another podcast uh, episode that talked about that in the wake of the Aurora situation. Okay, and the uh, ILGVP is saying the Fix the FOIA Act would address uh, many of these gaps, strengthening the FOIA system and helping to ensure that people with a violent criminal history who are prohibited from gun possession cannot evade the law and arm themselves. Well, I'm going to tell you this before we even get to the legislation. Uh, you're not going to stop everybody from having guns. People are going to always find access to guns just like a order of protection does not stop a person who is hell-bent on committing crimes from doing just that so if it's on that and that alone all you're doing is enhancing legislation that should be enforced but that in and of itself is not going to stop the criminal activity so let's be real with that uh but let's go on ahead and look at the uh foy card fact sheet and then we're going to talk about it again 773-571-5602 okay um I like this. I like this fact sheet. Okay, we're gonna go ahead and look at it. February 15, 2019, an employee opened fire at the Henry Platt Company after being terminated, killing five people and injuring six others. The shooter had obtained an FOID card in January 2014, despite a 1995 aggravated assault conviction in Mississippi that should have caused him to fail the background check. In March 2014, the shooter applied for a concealed carry license for a handgun and submitted his fingerprints to expedite the process, which turned up the 1995 conviction. State police denied the carry license application and revoked his FOIA card, sending him a notice that he was required to surrender any firearms in his possession. Uh, yeah, in his possession and submit a firearm disposition record indicating that he had complied. However, the shooter failed to submit the firearm disposition record to the state police or to surrender his firearms and law enforcement never followed up after the initial letter. Okay. Now, we cannot state that if all these things had taken place, he would never have ac had access to a gun. That's not true. We don't know that. We don't have any information to suggest that this would have been the be-all and end-all. But, here we go. Um, so, 
Here are the key elements of Senate Bill 1966. They are requiring a point of sale background check for all gun sales, including those by an unlicensed seller. So under the current law, an unlicensed seller only has to go online to the Illinois State Police Firearm Services Bureau website at www.isp as in Paul, FSB. Uh, yeah, FSB is in boy.com. That's www.ispfsb.com. And then you go to a section that says firearms transfers. You enter in the FOIA card number. You enter in the date of birth of the person you're selling it to. And then it, it would generate a approval in green or a denial in red and it'll give you a firearms transaction number what's going on freddie Steele? it'll give you a firearms transaction number where you can go on ahead and go ahead with the sale okay that is it now there is no real enforcement of that you just have to know the law and if you know the law and follow the law then you get all these things okay and i just sold a firearm a cup what maybe about about four weeks ago, about four or five weeks ago, went through the same procedure, okay? Other than that, there is no enforcement. No one's standing over you making sure that you're doing this, okay? Uh, here we go. Now, in the uh, amendment, what they are requiring in the uh, Senate bill, they are requiring that if I, a private person, want to sell my firearm to another private person, we both, with our valid driver's license, uh, or ID or our FOID and not or and our firearm owner's identification card. We go to the gun store or at least a federally licensed and soon to be state licensed firearms dealer. And we give this dealer the firearm. At that time, the dealer does a background check of the person who wants to purchase the firearm. After they do a background check just like that, once the background check returns that they are able to possess the firearm, then the person, the gun dealer, can then begin the paperwork to properly transfer the firearm into that person's possession. If it returns that this person is not authorized to possess that firearm, then what's going to happen is that uh, firearms dealer is then going to do a background check of the person who intended on selling the firearm. At which point in time, if it returns that they are lawfully authorized to receive the firearm they once wanted to sell, then they're able to receive it. If neither one of them are authorized to have that firearm, then the gun dealer is ordered to hold on to that firearm and notify law enforcement about the transaction so that neither party possesses the firearm. I'm going to tell you this, as a former cop, I really don't see a problem with that. Somebody tell me why. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Somebody's going to be mad at me, right? That's fine. But I like to look at things objectively. I don't really see a problem with that. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody's going to abide by that, but I don't see a problem with that. If your paperwork is straight, if your licenses are straight, I don't see a problem of having an official go-between. I, I don't see that. And I get it. If I'm not authorized to have that firearm, you took that firearm off my hands and gave it to law enforcement. Right? Now, this could go good and this could go bad because... What if that person desires to come back and get that firearm and now they come back up and shoot up the gun store? 
That's going to be a heck of a battle right there, but that could happen regardless. Okay. Same thing if a person wants to buy a firearm and they're denied by the state police background check and the same thing could happen. So I'm just as a, as a, yeah, Julie, you said you, yeah, but everybody else is agreeing. Bolo BX is agreeing. Julie is agreeing. Um, who else is agreeing? I'm getting your names. Lori Ann Clark. I don't see anything wrong with that. Okay, that's one thing about the fix the void that I do like. I do like that having a go between. You got all your paperwork in order. Sure, it's an inconvenience, but I could go along with that. So that way, if I'm not supposed to have that gun and this person is supposed to have that gun, you maintain that gun and you have the ability to defend your maintenance of that gun. You notify police and just like that, a gun's off the street. You know how many used firearms get sold? I'm talking about used firearms that were used in crimes, homicides. Come on now. I can actually agree with that. So I'm not going to say anything about that. Okay. Requiring a FOID applicant. Oh, let's go to commercial break. We'll be right back for those of you all who are listening. We're going to continue on with the Senate Bill 1966, which is the fix the FOID card legislation in the state of Illinois. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with On the Mic with Mike. Hey, what's going on? It's Instructor Mike. Are you in the market for a good firearm? Are you looking for a place in the state of Illinois where you can practice effective and safe usage of a firearm to defend yourself, shooting for sport, or just inviting your family members out to a wonderful place where they can learn about exercising their Second Amendment rights? Well, Eagle Sports Range is the place for you. 5900 West 159th Street in Oak Forest. Our state-of-the-art range is comfortable, safe, and provides you with the perfect environment to enjoy your shooting. Whether you're a firearms enthusiast or just starting out, their range has everything you want for your shooting needs. Fully air-conditioned for comfort with friendly and knowledgeable staff that also have a great selection of firearms for sale or rent as well as ammunition that you conveniently need on site. Eagle Sports Range. That's eaglesportsrange.com. 708-535-3000. All right, let's go ahead and get back into it with On the Mic with Mike. We're talking more about the Fix the Foyt Card legislation. Fix the Foyt Card legislation. Senate Bill 1966 in the state of Illinois. So the next part of the legislation is that it is requiring FOIA card applicants to submit fingerprints as a part of their application. I saw this coming. (laughs) I saw this coming. Now, I'm going to tell you I'm a little biased, right? Because I am an Illinois licensed fingerprint vendor and the owner of an Illinois licensed fingerprint vendor agency. Uh, I'm not going to say I'm a little biased per se. Yes, this is going to be financially lucrative because people get FOIA cards, right? Uh, But if you look at what happened in the uh, situation at the Henry Platt company in Aurora, It's the state police's fault why there is a different background check between the FOID card versus the check that's required for the Illinois concealed carry. That's not the that's not the that's not our fault. That's your fault for having different standards. That's your fault. Right. You know that the doggone. Yeah, you said Laurie Ann Clark about time. I'm agreeing with that. It is about time. Come on now. Come on. Right. You do a state background check and just a state background check to give somebody the, the permission to own a card that only authorizes them to purchase or possess. 
purchase and possess firearms and ammunition. They can't carry it outside. They can't carry it in their car, but they can purchase it and they can possess it. You don't think they're going to still commit crimes with it, right? People commit felonies outside of states. They get convicted. There's no sharing of information. There's no sharing of information. Okay? And so, with this legislation, now I'm not for everything, so hold your horses. Okay? But with this legislation, it will at least allow there to be one way, one way, one background check, federal and local, federal and state, for both the FOID card and the concealed carry license. So that way, before you are even allowed to purchase and or possess firearms and ammunition pursuant to the Illinois FOID card act 430 ILCS 65, you got to go through a state and federal background check before we even allow you to possess it. Okay, now I'm going to go back and read some of your comments. Facebook followers, Julie Kalina said, I am iffy on that one. I can see how it could be good, but I can see how it could be the start of a, quote, gun registry. Well, true. But I'm going to tell you this. Persons who are fingerprinted for the Illinois concealed carry license, there's no registry for that. Not a registry that's made available to the public. Right. And the government, the state government already knows who owns firearms anyway in the state of Illinois. So I don't see that as being a gun registry. I just see it as being unnecessary, inconvenient. Sure. Costly. Yeah, sure. About sixty dollars, fifty five, depending, because we as fire. Yes, Bolo. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I had to break. <laughs> I'm sorry if you guys are listening in your car, if you guys are watching on Facebook. Bolo BX, I've been saying the same thing too. I wish they would add a safety class as well. I can tell you this. Now, listen to me. Hang tight. Hold your horses. Because this is a thing among race. Not negatively. Well, it could be seen as negatively. But just indulge me in conversation for a quick minute. Okay? I've been saying that for the longest. If when I was in my uh, master's program, my graduate studies, I did a paper on the the differences between vehicle usage and fatalities and gun usage and fatalities. Okay, we require people to go through so much to get something that is not a right that people have no problem going through. People have no problem going through. You got to get a driver's permit. Then after you take, then, you, then after you get the driver's permit, you got to take driver's lessons. Then after you get driver's lessons, you got to take the test. Then after you take the test, then you get the license. We haven't even purchased the car yet. We haven't even purchased the car yet, right? Then here we go. Here we go. No, no, we're not talking about that. Okay, hold on. Then you go to purchase the car. Then you got to have liability insurance. That's state law too, at a minimum. But if you're smart, you'll get full coverage, right? Got to have insurance. And then, you know, look at all these things you got to go through before you even begin to set a vehicle upon an Illinois roadway. Before you even set that vehicle upon an Illinois roadway. But in order to get a firearm... You only have to pay 
$10, and boom, just like that, you get the FOIA card. And then you go in with that FOIA card, and you go to a gun dealer. This is right now, right now. You go into that gun dealer, and then you say, hey, get me something that pops. Well, I got just the perfect thing for you. Here we go. Don't you get mad, my wonderful white people who are supporters. You know people talk like that sometimes, right? I got the thing that goes boom. It's the CCW special. And they give you some gun, right? This is if you get a bad dealer. They give you some gun that, hell, he wouldn't give to his wife. But he give it to you. And then next thing you know, you go through your three-day check. You pay your you, you pay your little stuff like that. Yeah, you got to wait four weeks. True, Julie. But you get your gun, okay, uh, after three days. And then just like that, just like that, you get to go on the gun range and shoot mess stuff up because you don't know what you're doing right or you get to take that gun home and if something happens you got a gun to do something with but you don't know how to do something with the gun you could do something with just that easy and if we look at the fatalities vehicles versus firearms anybody interested in that paper if you're interested in that paper email me Mike at Chicago Security Training Concepts.com. Mike at, that's a long URL, I know. Mike at Chicago Security Training Concepts.com. If you're interested in that paper, email me. I will send you the paper. There were more people killed by vehicles than by firearm deaths alone. But the thing that we fear the most, which is firearms death, Firearms usage, hell, even firearms possession, it is least regulated. Not the thing that kills more, but the thing that we fear more. That's what's the least regulated. So then when we look at the legislation, point of sale background checks, no more private to private firearms transfers. That's a bad thing. No, that's a good thing. Right? Requiring people undergo fingerprints as a part of the application. That's a bad thing. No, that's a good thing, right? So that we can find out people who have out-of-state felony convictions faster because the current process isn't working, right? Now, for the training class, we were talking about that. We don't want them to go through a training class. Here we go. Well, yeah, I get it, okay? Uh, Julie, I'm just responding to Julie's comment. Some people will say, well, Mike, I don't need a training class. And it's a shame that you would say that I would need a training class in order for me to get an FOID card. My uncle was in the military. My father was in the military. We are immersed in gun culture. I don't need to have to go through a second firearms class or a third firearms class. I've been handling firearms before you were even born. Guess who's likely to say that? More likely than not, white people. White people. And I understand. Being a firearms instructor, I understand. The firearms culture is heavily deep within the white culture, the white race. And I'm not trying to provide division, but I want you to have education and understanding about this. Don't be ignorant to facts, right? Born and raised in gun culture. Hell, the country was founded through the use of a gun, right? Here we go. Now, how do black people or other minorities find themselves exposed to firearms? It could be said, victims of crime, gun violence, 
Maybe you got somebody in your family that was in the military or somebody in your family that was in law enforcement or even somebody in your family that was about that life. And all of a sudden, now you learn about firearms. We don't know if it's good or bad, but you learn, right? You learn. See? Get on the range and just pop, 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 pop. Those of you all who have followed me on Instructor Mike, you've seen the, the, the times where I said, I go to the range and I people watch. And I sit there and look at people just shoot at the piece of paper and you are fucking, I'm, I'm cursing, I know I'm sorry. But you aren't, you aren't hitting anything. You aren't hitting anything. We don't allow people to take vehicles on the road and be reckless. We have to send them through training. But this is the thing that even in the training, it still kills more. But we fear guns. We want to attack it. We want to attack it. And so we, we don't legislate it as much. We don't require people who get FOIA cards to at least go through a four-hour basic gun handling course. Hell, we can even argue that some of the concealed carry courses that are out here do a great disservice because it's like the very basics that you should have learned before you got your FOIA card is the very basics that you're being taught in the concealed carry class. And that stuff in some of these concealed carry classes is just enough to get you killed. Just enough to get you killed. Because the implication... That comes with you going through these classes. The implication. Is that. You've received training to be able to properly conceal this firearm. You've received training for you to properly be able to deploy this firearm. To stop a deadly threat. You've received that training. That's the implication. Not necessarily the case. So, requiring action by the Illinois State Police to remove guns once a FOIA card is revoked. It creates an Illinois State Police-led uh, task force with mandated ISP enforcement prioritizing, or prioritizing excuse me, certain clear and present danger revocations. Here's the one thing that I don't see. Here's the one thing that I don't see. I don't see anything in the act about speeding up the process with which applications or in which applications are being approved. I don't see anything in the legislation that talks about when a person undergoes a situation that spawns a revocation of their FOIA card or concealed carry license. I don't see anything in the legislation that talks about how to make that, that person whole if the complaint is false. How to make that person whole so that they can go back to legal possession of a firearm. So they can go back to protecting themselves. Well, you don't need to have that, Mike. We are here to protect you. I've I seen what's going on, uh, Ms. Brandon. What's going on? I've seen this past weekend, Superintendent of the Chicago Police Department, Eddie Johnson, with the new, uh, newly elected uh, mayor, uh, Lori Lightfoot. Saying if something goes wrong, you don't need to take actions in your own hands. Call us. Call 911. We will do for you. For here at the Chicago Police Department, we serve and protect. Say nothing of Castle Rock versus Gonzalez, which is a United States Supreme Court case where the person who was the litigant in that was like, you know, my husband killed my two kids. 
and I had an order of protection against him that protected them, and they were right in the parking lot of the police department, and you guys did nothing to do anything. Well, ma'am, we, we have, we, this is of great concern. We feel your pain. We really do. But the problem is, is that, you know, this is your job for you to do. There is no contract. You cannot sue the city of Castle Rock's police department under Title 42 United States Code Section 1983, which is a civil rights violation. You, can't, you don't have a property interest in protection. You don't have that. You don't have a property interest in protection. If Warren versus District of Columbia, this is protection as a broad concept of what law enforcement does not exist to protect us. Law enforcement exists to to enforce the law, and we as the citizenry, we get protection as a byproduct of their first duty, and that is to enforce the law. For if whatever the complaint is that we would complain to the police department about, whatever the thing is, if there's no law stating that the action complained about is illegal, the police department does not have jurisdiction over that given thing. Their first duty is law enforcement. As Mo Brandon on Facebook just said, I am my first line of defense, period. Julie Kalina says, BS, my parents live in Chicago. Called 911 for an attempted home invasion, and they were told, call back when they make entry. Sad. Utterly sad. Right by my business, there's residence. Uh, there's an upstairs apartment. And my elderly neighbor from my business was telling me about how had it not been for the ballistic protection of that glass, there was a guy down there that was kicking the door and had been kicking, had been kicking, had been kicking, had been kicking continuously. She called the police. The police station is only a half of a mile, a half of a mile from where the business and her residence is. And they took 44 minutes to get there. And but not for this glass. She was upstairs defenseless. She took my concealed carry class though. Afterward. So miss me on the part. That we as law enforcement are going to protect you. You can't make that claim because you don't know what's going to happen. Maybe you have a homicide or multiple homicides or an officer down or something that requires multiple law enforcement resources to be deployed to a given area. Now something's happening at the same time. What do you do? What do you do? The situation in Texas. The situation in Texas with Bun B and his wife. You heard me talk about that in a previous podcast. And a pastor of a Methodist church and his wife. Bun B and his wife, Queenie, are black. The pastor and his wife are white. Man tries to enter. Man tries to enter the place. I'm going to get to you, Rob Scheidel, because that's a great comment. Man tries to enter the home and does, in fact, enter the home with Bun B and Queenie. They end up getting the vehicle. Bun B comes down there and shoots up stuff and misses all kinds of things. Hit the guy in the shoulder later to take the guy into custody or the police to take the guy into custody. Both of them say they were trained, but they didn't act as though they were trained. They could have easily been killed. But here you got a white pastor and his wife in Texas. Stay your ground state. The pastor and his wife 
both had guns. A pastor. Turn the other cheek. But I got a gun in the other hand. <laughs> right? Here we go. A pastor sits here. Both of them, wife and husband, husband and wife, take that gun and shoot the home invader. The invader dies on scene. Talk about stand your ground. Look, it's not enough to just get a FOI card. You got to get training. But you got to make sure that you are lawfully authorized to have that. Whose job is that? It isn't yours. It's the states. It's the law enforcement. I don't have a problem with that. Reducing the FOIA card duration from 10 years to 5 years. Illinois is one of only two states whose license to purchase firearms is valid for 10 years. Shorter license durations coupled with other measures like in-person applications and fingerprinting are tied to lower levels of gun violence. Shorter license durations also require persons seeking purchasing firearms to undergo background checks more often, enabling the licensing system to reduce the risk of people who have become prohibited after obtaining their FOIA card from using their card to purchase firearms from unlicensed sellers. I can't disagree with that. I, I'm sorry. You may, you may find it inconvenient. Sure. You may even find it costly. Sure. But so too is operating a vehicle that is not a right. It's a privilege. And you don't have a problem with paying all that money for gas. You don't have a problem with paying all that money for insurance. You don't have a problem with going to the Illinois Secretary of State or whatever state agency or the Bureau of Motor Vehicles every five years to get your license again. I just renewed mine. Right? You don't have a problem with that. You're the one who wants to own a gun. As do I. I don't see it. It also enables Illinois to dig into our pockets more. I agree, Julie. I agree. I, I, I agree. I agree. It sucks. It does. But we can't sit here and call the Illinois State Police to do more without thinking in certain respects. It's gonna, it's, who's going to pay for it? That's why I said somebody call me at 773-571-5602. Talk to me. Probably not. I'm getting ready to go to sleep. <laughs> We've been on here for well over an hour. This is probably the longest podcast I have done. The long, Not the longest Facebook I've done, though, but definitely the longest podcast. But it's definitely something worth talking about. Okay. Now, improved information sharing. It creates the law enforcement prohibited persons portal so that revocation information can be available in real time to law enforcement entities. But like I said, the problem is this. The Illinois State Police has said nothing, and if they have, correct me, they've said nothing about increasing the staff. Increasing the staff so that applications are processed faster. Because if you're talking about shortening the duration, see, here we go. If you're talking about shortening the duration from 10 years to 5 years, you got to have somebody that's going to be able to process those applications in a timely fashion. Why should we have to wait beyond the confines of the time limits that are already statutorily set because you don't have enough people? Why should persons who have been wrongfully arrested or arrested and then found not guilty, why does it take so long for them to be made whole? Why does it take a long time for them to be made whole to the point where they are able to protect themselves, protect their families, protect their loved ones? Where's the Fix the State Police Firearm Services Bureau Act? Where's that? 
Because that's where this all stems from. Where's that? I don't know. I don't know. Well, those of y'all who've been listening for this long time of this long podcast, okay? I am Instructor Mike. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook at Instructor Mike. You can go to my YouTube page, Instructor Mike. You can go to Facebook and follow me at Mike Brown. Go visit my website, www.chicagosecuritytradingconcepts.com, or just put in MikeBrownsClass.com. Follow me. Come on back for another episode of On the Mic with Mike. We're going to get into more segments. We're going to talk about anger management. We're going to talk about uh, some other stuff. Yeah, I'm going to get to that, Mario. We're going to talk about some some other stuff relative to anger management and crisis intervention, nonviolent crisis intervention. You want to always make sure that you have pen and paper and be ready to call in, talk about some stuff. Follow me on Facebook, all that great stuff. All right, come on back for another episode of On the Mic with Mike. Take care.